You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back again with the next episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Today, we'll talk about Capo Caco's tremendous play recently and the unfortunate injuries to Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba. We'll start with Truba. This is a big loss. He's out four to six weeks with a broken thumb. He's playing way better defensively this year than last year. Eight takeaways to nine giveaways, so that's essentially even. Again, defensively, 33 blocks, 48 hits, 21-40 time on ice. That's a lot for a defenseman. What do you think, Kyriakos? Give me your takes. I mean, he's going to be missed, like, heavily. (laughs) I mean, he's been kind of the centerpiece around our defense, and that's what you need from a guy you're paying, what, $8 a year? So, no, he's going to be missed. I think think originally Quinn said that uh, it it was a pretty serious injury, but... He came back and said it wasn't as bad as they originally thought. So he'll probably be back sooner rather than later, which is good news. But definitely like his physical play this year, his defensive play this year, even his offensive play, he's played really well in the offensive zone. He's gotten some power play time. He's looked really well and really solid. And I think he's been a, he's been a really good mentor for the younger guys as well, like uh, Miller. He's taken him under his wing. They've been playing really well together who's also out hurt. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get we'll get into Miller, but we'll we'll keep talking about Truba. Just the I guess again, like 2140 average time on ice. That's a lot. And you missed this past game. Adam Fox almost played half an hour on the ice. No, no, he he played half an hour. He, he did play half hour. Yeah, he hit right. 30 minutes. He had 10 minutes in the first period, Adam Fox. I know that for a fact. He had over 10 minutes in the first period. That's insane. I was telling Kyriakos, like, David Quinn should just put Adam Fox out there all 60 minutes. Just let him run. It's going to be like jello by the end of the game. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's what we got. Now now we got to put, like, the replacements. And fortunately for us, they're playing really well. Anthony Potato and Libra Hayek, they're doing, they're doing really good. Hayek's the best he's been since he's been on the Rangers. Potato is just outstanding. Uh, I... I I mean, his last game against the Flyers was was amazing. It was really good. He had an assist on the power play. He made some good defensive plays. I I like what I'm seeing from Boteto. You're a defenseman, so why don't you why don't you give us some insight on that? Well, I was just gonna say Boteto looks confident in his play, and I think that's apparent um, through the past games that he's played. And I think it's a big thing for a player to kind of gain that confidence, especially with the in the position that he's in, right? Like he's got a, he's got big shoes to fill. Um, and he's, he's playing well. He's got the confidence. He's got the swagger and Quinn's given him time because of it. So he's putting him on the power play. He looked, I got to say, he looked really well in that power play. That second unit looks so much better than the first and, unit. And and the thing is, not, ev- <clears throat> not everyone can play on the power play too. Like 
you you need to have a certain type of player on the power play. Like That's I always thought cut you off, but remember Hagelin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Torrance is like he he just sucks on the power play. <laughs> on the power play, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. There's there's so I always thought that I was never good on the power play. I always played power play, but I never I I thought I was never really good at it because I didn't have too much poise, right? Like when when you're on the power play, you need to make smart decisions, not the fast decision, not the quick decision. You need to make the smart decision. So when you get the puck, you need to, you 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 have a couple seconds now to look up, look what you want to do. You don't need to get rid of the puck right away. And I think Batetto has been playing really well with the puck. He he doesn't just dump it in the zone when he gets some pressure on him. He he takes some time, takes some time to evaluate his options. Like that's why I think Panarin is so good on the power play. Panarin is so good in general because Look, you're always taught before you get the puck, know what you want to do with the puck. And although that's true, you don't always need to get rid of the puck the second you're you're pressured. You know what I mean? And Panarin is so good at being calm under pressure and and taking that puck and making a little move to get by that guy. So I think Batetto's been playing really well on the power play. I wouldn't see him as a power play guy normally, but I think he slotted in really well. He's had a couple good shots. Um, but yeah, and Hayek, uh, a lot of people have have not been too high on him. I think Rangers Twitter has kind of cut him a new one. But yeah, I agree. Um, I think he's been playing well. Other than that one play I saw where he just he was on the boards and he kind of just like threw it right to the middle of the ice, mm-hmm. and it led to a goal there. Um, I think he's been really well on the boards. He's been pretty physical. He's um, very confident. Like like that's what the Rangers broadcast team has been saying that he's been confident. Like you know playing the body instead of playing the puck. It's important. Yeah, that's everything. Literally, confidence is everything. All these guys have the ability to play well in this league. It's just, do you have the confidence enough to make that extra play? Or, 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 yeah, it's, it's, so uh, it's really good to see that these guys got their, got their swagger under them and, and they're playing well and they need it because we're missing some top guys here. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to, I need the ETA on Heedle because I miss I miss Heedle, man. <laughs> I, mean, I think I about defenseman, but like I I feel like I've gone forever. I mean, I feel like he should be back really soon. No. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to find out. But the other defenseman that's been injured is Keandre Miller, and you know he's impressed. He's impressed both of us. I know that for a fact. Just I mean, impressed. he's impressed the whole fan base. Yeah. Everyone on Rangers Twitter can't say enough about the guy. He's incredible defensively. His offensive game is super strong. And, you know, it's pretty much everything that we, we wanted that we wanted him to be when we drafted him. I know it's only his first year and it's only like, what, 10, 15 games? But small sample side, like, put that away. And it's just still, it's, you're, you're extremely happy and pleased with, with his performance so far. Yeah, and you gotta be. I mean, he led the t- entering Tuesday. Um, he led the team with twelve takeaways. He was second on the team in plus minus, which is a, is a big stat on the Rangers because <laughs> we got a lot of minuses. <laughs> um, and he was the second leading scorer against all our defensemen. So, I mean, you can't argue with those those numbers. And he's uh, he's honestly ra- r- like risen in the ranks pretty fast. Like he's gotten Quinn's trust. He's given him big minutes on the power play and the PK. So it, it, he's looking good. I mean, he's averaging like 19 minutes a game. That's a lot for a rookie defenseman. That's a lot. Um, but he's needed. 
and he slots in there. Like I said, he's also got his confidence, which is good to see. So, yeah, once he got his first couple games out of the way, uh, he just he took off. Yeah, his his first game, I said it to you. I was like, he looks yeah. terrible. Yeah, he looked he looked he looked, he looked terrible. Very nervous. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't what, good at I, all. That's what Hayek looked like to me last year when when he made the team out of camp or whenever he was called up. I went to a Rangers Devils game. It was uh, the first one of the season, and just high the eye test to me. Hayek failed it because he just <laughs> he he just kept making mistakes. Like he he couldn't receive a pass clean, or he'd get hit along the boards or something. Something would happen where he'd screw up, and the Devils would end up getting the puck. So I just felt like he wasn't ready. But now he is, and it was the same thing with Miller. His first his skating, his first game was a little all over the place, but he's a kid. You, you, it's to be expected. There's nerves whether there's fans in the in the stands or not. And that's coming soon, by the way. It's coming soon. <laughs> Gotta get days. tickets and rep the boys in blue. Dude, you know what I heard? You need to you need to pay two hundred fifty bucks just to reserve a seat. And like you're not even guaranteed a spot. Oh, yeah, yeah it, the way they're doing it is crazy. I ha- I haven't looked into it too much, but that's what I heard. So sixteen days ago, Heedle shifted to IR according to Vince Mercagliano. And yeah, that's the that's the guy we're trusting, Vince Mercagliano. <laughs> Not the other guy who is still at large, hasn't seen anything <laughs> on, on Twitter since the uh, D'Angelo debacle. But anyways, uh, I'm looking at this article here too. Heedle appears on the COVID list. This was February 14th. Um, I don't know. He, he again, he's a he's got an upper body injury. Hopefully. Do you think they're allowed to put him on the COVID list if he doesn't have COVID or, like, isn't suspected to have COVID? Oh, no. I, he's uh, he's already on injured reserve. So. Oh, okay. I thought that might be a tactic to, like... I think he's gonna he's on both right now. So, like, he's on IR and he'll also gotcha. have COVID, which really sucks. <laughs> I mean... Him, like, his age? That's our yeah. age, pretty much, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He's, Oh my God, man! I, I don't even know what he's going through right now. I feel. Nah, so bad. He, I mean, he might be fine. I mean, I don't think most of the guys in the NHL have gotten it too bad. Um, yeah. I think Marco Rossi had a really, a really bad case with it. From the articles I've read, people are saying that, like, even though he's young, um, I think he had some other uh, other issues with him too. Like, gotcha. He was going on for a while since like November. I okay. Think. Wow. Yeah, honestly, I really think that Mika got it bad because, like, what what is he doing? I mean, we talked about it all, like, all last podcast. Admit, but... He doesn't want to admit it. I guess that's just because of the type of person he is. But I, I don't know. He's just, again, the two guys that we were, were relying, that we expected to rely on, Kreider and Zibanejad, ironically, are two choices for captaincy. Yeah are not playing the way that they should be playing. And if the Rangers want to go far this season, that's got to change. You can't just rely on Panarin. You know Panarin's going to show up, but yeah. there's a whole there's a huge difference. Just take a look at last year's team versus this year's team. There's a whole big di- there's a whole difference between Panarin going off versus Panarin Kreider and Zabanjai going off at the same time. Right. No, that, and that's 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 a proven fact. I mean, you even saw it last year that tear we went on. All those guys are producing. 
But uh, that Eichel trade for Zibanejad isn't isn't looking so bad to you after all, huh? Mm, yeah, I'm. I see. I don't know why, but it was just trending on the timeline the other day. I'm like, why? Are we talking tra- about dude, Eichel everybody's right talking now? about him. Everyone's Rangers talking about him. Now. Think, all right, we'll talk about Eichel a little bit on this episode. We've talked about him like 15 million times already. In our <laughs> almost 30 episodes of the podcast. But Eichel, the Rangers can't trade for Eichel this year. It's I. I don't see a way for them to fit him under the cap this year. It would be better next year once Smith's contract's off the boards, Shattenkirk's buyout is off the books, and uh, Girardi, too, I think we're also paying him, maybe. Uh, Lundqvist's buyout, right? Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of salary issues on there. Um, but I think a, a one-for-one swap is Evangelic for Eichel's ne- not even close to getting it done. No, never. And you, you proposed to me Zibanejad in two first for Eichel. I, I feel like they still wouldn't even take that. Even if they, they give us the full $10 million or whatever his cap hit is. Yeah. Of Eichel's all, whatever his cap hit of, of Eichel. It doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter if it's 10, 9 million. It's still a lot. You got to throw in, they want to win now. And I wouldn't give them all prospects. I'd give them like Zibanejad. Brett Howden's expendable, but he doesn't have a lot of value. He's just young and his, his contract's cheap. Maybe a prospect defenseman or two, like Robertson and Rikov, maybe. Maybe, yeah. They already got Darlene and Ristolainen. They got some other core players, Sam Reinhardt, Dylan Cousins. Those are two good centers. Victor Olsen's a beast, right? Um, and then the other guys that they got, like Eric Stahl and Taylor Hall, they're on one-year contracts. So the, they're not... I wouldn't say they're part of the future. Who knows? Maybe Paul really likes it there. I don't see him liking it there, but he's playing well. Yeah, no, he, he's doing all this here. I, I mean, coming into it, I always thought trade deadline, he'll get moved to a contender. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, might, he might like it there. He might want to stay. But the, new, the news out of, out of Buffalo is, I think for a while now, is that Eichel never, like, formally requested a trade. But – they said that he was like sort of like anxious in the environment or something. Like he wasn't like quite feeling um, like himself or something. I don't know how true those reports are, but uh, I mean, he's, I always thought he was like one of the best players I've ever seen play. Like he's such a dynamic, quick, like kind of honest feet type of guy. Um, he's, he's nothing like a Panarin. Like Panarin is a totally different player from him. I think, Eichel's more of a, more of kind of a flashy, kind of uh, like hands team guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, I think they would play really well together, though. I really do. But um, we'll see. I don't. I don't really see a trade like that happening. Um, I think Buffalo's going to want a lot in return for something like, for someone like Eichel. I think it's virtually impossible to kind of. Uh, muster that up unless he does actually want to trade out of Buffalo, I think which I don't the, really think is true. I think the two teams that are able to do it are the Rangers and the Kings. Someone was saying that the Rangers and the Kings would be able to do it because they got the tools to do it. The only problem is the salary cap. Right, because we have the two best prospect pools in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, but you're not getting Kravtsov or Hito. That's it. Yeah, no shot. No shot you're getting Heedle. Perhaps Heedle, Fox, or Nils Lundqvist. Dude, no way. Dude, I saw a thing on Twitter that was like, if we were to trade for Eichel, which piece would you rather give up? And it was like Lafreniere, 
Keandre Miller or Kako. And I was like, dude, do never never put me in this position again. Like ever. <laughs> None of those guys. They're not going. They're staying. <laughs> and if you think Kravtsov's a B a B tier prospect, you're out of your mind. You yeah. are your mind. And for the record, I don't know if this is the right move, but I voted Miller. And that seemed to be the common trend in the in the uh poll. But I don't know. Hey man, like Robertson and Schneider are really good def- prospect defensemen. Oh, I also saw I also saw you voted on uh it was a poll, it was like which defenseman do you see as more of like a Ranger defenseman in the future? It was like Braden Schneider. Or who do you like most identify as like a Ranger defenseman? And it was like Braden Schneider and, and Nils Lundqvist. Hmm. Who'd you go with? Do you remember? Did I go with Braden Schneider? I don't remember. You did it. You went with Lundqvist. Oh, I went with Lundqvist? Yeah, yeah. Did I did, did I do this? I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I must have clicked it by accident. I don't know. I saw it there on our Twitter. Oh, but um, Yeah, I, d- I don't remember doing that. But, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I, I feel like Braden Schneider would be, would be like, almost like a Dan Girardi. Yeah. Like, maybe like Lindgren, but a bigger dude. But better. <laughs> yeah, like a bigger, stronger but guy. But better than Girardi, I mean. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, Girardi was really good for his, his younger years, but... Um, Girardi was the man. Yeah, he kind of slipped off the cliff there. But, um, I mean, he had no one else to play with, so that's kind of fair, I guess. Prime Mark Stahl, baby. <laughs> Dude, Who Mark Stahl's tearing it up. points than Mika's advantage, Ed? He, 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 does, he does, in fact, have more points than Mika this year, which is very, very saddening. That hurts. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't get it. What hey, about, what about on. Mr. First Line, Colin Blackwell? Oh, Colin Blackwell. Yes, yes. He's playing, he's playing so, so good. So well, so well. Five points he in seven games. Had, he had that, that shot he had against the Devils. Yeah. Uh, How could I not? Off the post and in. Yeah. Went off like, every single post. Post, ding, 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 all the way around and into the net. I, I, I with the Rangers luck, I'm surprised it didn't, bounce out <laughs> he ripped that shot like on the fly it, that was a nice play you know who set him up brett howden set him up it was okay. a cut towards the middle of the ice by the blue line and then he dropped did a drop pass to him and he took it in stride and just ripped the shot past mackenzie blackwood blackwell and blackwood oh my god the the amount of starters that came out of sam and joe's mouths from from trying to say Blackwell and Blackwood was actually hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that was funny. <laughs> but she got you got to love that broadcast team. You got to love it. We, Blackwood, we, Blackwell, Blackwood, Blackwell. Come on, that's what you got to say before the game. Blackwood, Blackwell, Blackwood, Blackwell. Oh my god, man! I, 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 <laughs> Dude, um, you know, okay, you know what? I gotta say, Blackwood is very, very underrated. I gotta uh, say that. He's a pretty good goalie. Yeah. I gotta say that in the. In the beginning of his tenure with the Devils, I was like, this guy's kind of trash. If you look at his stats, dude, he's pretty much on par with Carter Hart. And I'm not even lying to you. Like, you look at his stats, they're very, very similar. And one guy is is projected to be the next best goalie in the NHL, and the other is pretty much fighting for a starter position in in in, a, in people's heads. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think he's he's very underrated. He's he's a good goalie. Hmm. All right, so we got to hope that the Devils don't start him when we play him. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy that's been standing out for us is Capo Caco. 
and he's just been outstanding. He's passing the eye test for me 100%. Everything he's doing, he's playing physically, defensively, his, his game is, is, is so good. Offensively, he's so confident with the puck. He's making these crazy passes, taking really good shots on goal. Again, uh, I've talked about it before. Like he'll throw, he'll throw the the out of nowhere shot on goal that that no one expects, and then it'll create like a follow up chance maybe, or it'll get covered and then a face off. But some have claimed he looks like the Kako from his draft year, like in Finland with that in that men's league, and that is what we need to hear. Dude, he's he looks fantastic. He looks. I, I can't even stress it enough. And I talked about this before where um, Mr. Quinn would uh, – he, he has a way with, with rookies coming into the league. And I think this has been said about his time in, in Boston as well, where he kind of doesn't let the players do what they want mm-hmm. in the beginning. He, he, he makes them play his game and no questions asked, Right. And I think that 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 way is pretty frustrating for a, a, a new guy coming into the league. And like this guy's got so much talent and he's telling him to dump the puck in and, and go after it. Like this guy's not used to playing like that. But I, I think it thought about that. That's a good point. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. I think although it, it's very frustrating for 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 Kako to play and for us to watch. I think in the long run, it'll be extremely beneficial and make Kako and Lafreniere, for that matter, much better players. And you could see now uh, David Quinn's kind of letting up on Kako. He's kind of letting him play his game. He's letting him do his thing, and he's heating up. And the goals are going to start coming, and they're going to start coming like crazy. I was just going to say, like, he's not – it's not showing on the score sheet, but, like, in my head – He's like a. He's gonna be like a twenty thirty goal scorer. No, and yeah, he, he that's what he looks like. And yeah, just that second line's got to be the first line. I I give I give Strom a lot of crap, but that second line with Panarin, Strom, and Kako, it's got to be the first line. It, it just Zabanejad and Kreider aren't playing well enough to be first liners to get that much time to get like first line minutes. I don't need David Quinn might be rolling them out more than rolling out the second line more than the first line in which case you just start the game with that line out well i i really don't think it 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 matters what type of guys okay let me take that back i i don't think it matters that they're not starting because you could start literally anyone depending on the game like i would i would start my fourth line some games i would start you know like it, it it doesn't matter like i would start guys on different lines for 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 the first like couple seconds of the first game you know um but no, they're playing well. Even that that Lafreniere Kako Strom line is playing. That fantastic. was good. That was good too. I like seeing that. Like Kako for, and Lafreniere were doing really, really well together. Yeah, for that little stint that they had, they they played really well. I'd like to see both of those guys on the power play together. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Lafreniere was on the the power play unit that scored the goal. Yeah, he was Lafren- on the second power play unit. Yeah, he he was one player away from getting the assist on the, okay. the black yeah. deflection. Dude, I don't get it. Like, like he, he looks so good. He just can't get the points. Neither of them, Kako and Lafreniere, they can't they just can't get the points. And that's the next thing I'm looking for for Kako. He's playing well. 
he he's he's involved in pretty much everything we're doing now start putting up the points like you got you got to start putting up the points now so when when Hito comes back do you think the Rangers go back to Hito Kako Di Giuseppe or no I think so I mean I I mean as eh, maybe not I think Kako's staying in the top six at this point Lafreniere might slot in there for Kako but I think I think Kako has got to stay in the top six now yeah yeah. he looks he looks really really good that shot he had in the shootout, unbelievable. Dude, I called it. I was like, yo, he's scoring. I was like, I'm not even watching this. Like, I know he's going to score. It was like, poof, nothing. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> you saw, you oh. saw his post game. He was like, sometimes you just have to shoot and you score. <laughs> yeah, they asked him. They asked him. I think it was Keith Jones that asked him, uh, what were you thinking in the shootout? Like, where, where were you going? He's like, uh, I actually didn't really know. I, I was just like, sometimes you shoot it and, and it go in. <laughs> dude i love his boy i don't him. know why his he, he has the funniest interviews ever just because like he has like no clue what he's saying right right <laughs> it's so funny I, I like on his birthday i was just watching interviews on on our twitter feed of kako yeah. it was hilarious roses are red i like to drink tea that was kako taking the shot excuse me <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite valentine's day Oh my god! Uh, no, that one was that. That one was phenomenal. That was hilarious. I was dying. <laughs> the people on Rangers Twitter that get on Sam for Sam Rosen for the is <laughs> great. It, see, the thing is, they get on him, but like everyone loves him. Like they make fun of him all the time, but they're just like, this guy's a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. He is the Ranger, the true Ranger, uh, Sam Rosen. Yeah, but, I love him. Uh, my last question is, so what you were talking about before with, with Kako, like how, you know, Quinn had him play his game, like the dump and chase, like Kako's not a dump and chase player. He's not a third or fourth liner. He's a first line, like he's a first liner, like by, by his career. You know what I mean? Like from right. his younger career, do you see him doing the same thing with Lafreniere? Yeah. And you see it, you see it already. Yep. Um, And the thing is, the best players can play in any situation you put them in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's what he's setting them up for. Like you don't want a guy that you can't rely on with five minutes left in the third period down one goal or up one goal for that matter to defend. You don't want, you don't want a guy that, that can't play those minutes. If you want a top player like Kako and Lafreniere are, are you need them to play in every single situation that you want them to, if they're going to be the cornerstones of your franchise for the next 15 20 years right like you don't want this guy to be like oh oh it's overtime i don't trust this guy defensively i'm not going to put him out you don't want that from a guy like that you you need that from a guy like that so they need to learn how to play in every single situation before they start to 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 kind of put up their points or whatever pad their stats if you if you if you will and this is like, why it's a waiting game you gotta exactly you gotta wait for them to to develop and stuff exactly i mean in a way you could kind of probably do both at the same time, but I'm not too learned in this situation. So I can't say, I think Quinn's doing the right thing. They're going to be extremely versatile players when they get older and there's no doubt about it. So I think he's doing the right thing. Right. And one last thing before we sign off, people that are saying that, that Quinn needs to get fired, just, you know, calm down, relax. Quinn's doing a good job. You may not agree with all of his lineup decisions, whatever the whatever goal he's starting or 
you know, who's scratched and if it's Gauthier or whatever, but, you know, he's playing the guys that deserve to get played. The Rangers are thin on defense and he had to put Jack Johnson in there as simple as that. There's no other player that you can't roll with five defensemen and, and, you know, what happens if one of the guys gets injured? What happens if Fox gets injured? God forbid that ever happens. Like, we're screwed. <laughs> you need six defensemen. Even if it's if, even if Jack Johnson's only playing five minutes, that's five minutes taken away from our top, other top guys. And even if Jack minutes. Johnson's not not a full defenseman, <laughs> I guess this Half is a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. I guess this is what the Rangers got him for. I guess just in like the injury bug hit. You know. Yeah, they just got him as kind of a backup guy, I guess. But I mean, whatever. I I'm not gonna come sit here and complain about him every single waking moment of every single day. But he is what he is. <laughs> what can I say? This exactly. He is what he is. That's probably the best way to put it. As like for for uh, for Johnson. But yeah, again, like the hate for David Quinn. I don't think he should get fired. I think he's doing a good job. If results aren't showing. We're frustrated. I get it. Yes, I am very frustrated, especially when in those post-game reactions where we lose, right? I go off. I understand. <laughs> you may think that I want to fire Quinn, but I, I don't want to fire Quinn. We're playing well enough to win these games. We're just not winning these games. And I, again, it, it amazes me. You get a lead with late in the game and you can't hold on to it. That was what the Rangers were best at under John Tortorella in the beginning years of Alan Vigneault. They were kings at that. But, you know, no one, you can, you're not going to be as good as the John Tortorella defensive scheme. It's just not going to happen. And in a sense, you don't really need to. I mean, every situation calls for something different. I think he's doing a good job. But, I mean, I was, I was kind of pissed after that Devils game. Like, there's re- really no reason to lose that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that gets you thinking a little bit, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's, I mean, it's some points dropped and every point matters, but like, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I guess this is wrong for me to say, but like, I'm not seeing a playoff team this year. I don't think. And I think going in, I kind of had expectations maybe on the cusp, but I, I was always the one to say, I think they'll miss it by a little bit. And I think that's going to hold true. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's really that important, honestly. I mean, to get some experience in the playoffs, sure. But I don't really think it's that important for this team to make the playoffs this year. I really don't. This competitive I mean, atmosphere is pretty is enough, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the competitive atmosphere definitely get the team Literally rolling. playing against the best teams in the league. Yeah, that's true. It's It's already a good experience as it is. I mean, they're basically playing playoff series right now. <laughs> Right, like he's having games against the, all these different teams. So, um, I don't know. I think obviously getting some playoff experience is really important, and and having that winning attitude is also very important. If you keep losing games, nobody feels good. Right, and right. and it, it's just not going to go anywhere. But that's not really the case. I mean, we're dropping more than we're winning, but I don't know. I think I think we'll be okay. Right, you just gotta you gotta take it slow. And as fans, it's hard to hear that because. That's all we've been doing. We've been losing the past few years. As fans, we want to see goals and we want to see wins. And, you know, when those aren't happening, it becomes frustrating. We get it. We get it. But you got to trust the process. Hashtag trust the process. Yes, and sir. Hopefully, hopefully things turn around by next year, both in the world and on the ice. 
Like hopefully, hopefully it's a full 82 game season next year and back to the normal division so that we don't have to deal with, with these Stanley Cup contenders as, as frequently as we have been. Uh, this is, a, it's, it is a bit ridiculous, but um, that, it's good. It's good for the, the, the kids. With that being said though, we're not giving up on this year. Like we're, we're still, we're not giving up. Like no. just, just our attitude here is not like, oh, we lost this one. Let's well, just go to next year. But but we're having reasonable expectations and we understand that this team, like, okay, everyone's going to get pissed, but like there are growing pains. These are growing pains. Like everyone's going to say, Oh, you can't keep chalking it up to that. But in a sense, it's true. And I'm not here to make excuses for this team. They're not playing as well as they should be because honestly on paper, they're kind of stacked in their top six and their, their top four D I mean, and, and their goalies who haven't been showing up really, but I mean, recently our goalies have been playing pretty well. Yeah, they've been better. Not, not gonna lie, they've had, they've been playing pretty well. They've had some unlucky bounces, but I'm not here to chalk it up to, every, to the whole thing up to growing pains. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, some guys aren't producing as they should, but you know th- that that's what makes a good team. When some guys don't show up, other guys need to step in there and 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 take control. And we're not quite seeing that from our forwards yet. Like y- you see. Is a Benajad going into a slide? You see Kreider going into a slide a little bit. You we don't see those other guys coming up and, and filling in for them, right? So as, as time goes on, we'll we'll kind of see that a little bit more. And uh yeah, we'll we'll be fine. We'll mm-hmm. be fine. So we gotta <clears throat> when this comes out, this is gonna be this is a Saturday afternoon. And today we have a game against the Capitals, 12 30. We're going to edit this one and we'll put it out for you guys next week. Uh, you know, just trust the process and lower expectations. Don't flip out. If we go on like, like a three game winning streak, just expect the other shoe to drop. That's all I have to say, but until next week, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at the boys and blue 94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.